FT Weekend is an arts and culture podcast, but we don't just give you reviews or tell you what to stream next. We bring you in-depth stories on what's happening in culture globally, from the secret world of book reviewing to Disney's identity crisis. It's nice to meet you. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. I'm the host of FT Weekend, and I would love for you to join me every Saturday for a little trip through big ideas in food, culture, and the arts. Follow FT Weekend wherever you listen. Hi, I'm Alessandra Tejeda. I'm one of the writers and producers behind Womanica. I'm also a writer on Ashy Rises, another Wonder Media Network show. Ashy Rises is about personalizing the elusive magnitude of climate change through the power of poetry and the stories of climate activists. Our second season brings together stories of success and hope in climate action. I hope you tune in for the last episode of the season coming out on Friday. I often think about what it takes for people to fight for a better world and how they keep going, which is why I'm excited to guest host this episode for our Eco Warriors Month. Today, we're talking about the grandmother of the conservation movement. Driven by her love of learning and the great outdoors, she helped create the Arctic National Refuge in the land we know as Alaska. Let's talk about Marty Murie. Margaret Elizabeth Thomas was born on August 18th 1902, in Seattle, Washington. After her parents divorced and her mother remarried, she relocated with her mother to Fairbanks, Alaska. While her mother had some difficulty adjusting to the solitude of their new home, Margaret, or Marty, as she was often called, thrived. She enjoyed exploring her new surroundings and often ventured into the nearby forests. Her youth was full of adventure. Despite her love for Alaska, Marty initially went to college elsewhere, She spent two years at Reed College in Oregon, then a year at Simmons College in Boston, before returning to Alaska. She completed her degree in business administration at what is now known as the University of Alaska in 1924. Marty was the first woman to graduate from the school. That same year, she married a biologist named Olas Muri. For their honeymoon, they did what all nature lovers do. They embarked on a 500-mile caribou search trip, traveling by boat and dog sled. When asked later about their unconventional way of life, she replied, My answer to that is, always to think of all the things I didn't have to do, like go to the bridge parties or answer the phone or wax the floor. When they started having kids, Olas and Marty simply brought them along on the next adventure. In 1927, Olas was assigned by the United States Fish and Wildlife Service to study elk populations in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Marty and their kids came too. They purchased a dude ranch that has since become a national historic landmark. Marty kept busy in Jackson Hole, organizing victory gardens, exploring the Tetons, and diving deeper into conservation efforts. When Olas became president of the Wilderness Society, Marty became a council member. She also helped found the Teton Science Schools, Though Marty and Olas never moved back to Alaska, they often returned on trips, and Marty never lost her connection to the place she grew up in. She began dreaming of an official Arctic refuge in her home state. In the late 1950s, Marty and Olas, along with the zoologist George Schaller, went on an expedition together. They went to the Brooks Range in Alaska to explore the viability of federal protection for the region. With the help of former Supreme Court Justice William Douglas, Marty convinced then-President Dwight Eisenhower to devote 8 million acres for preservation. 
1960, the Arctic National Wildlife Range was established. Just a few years later, in 1963, Olas passed away. Shortly after his death, Marty helped pass the 1964 Wilderness Act. It allowed Congress to designate certain areas as federally protected land. Marty was in attendance at the White House when President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the act into law. Marty, in her later years, began receiving international acclaim for her work. In 1980, she received the Audubon Medal. A few years later, she was presented with the John Muir Award of the Sierra Club. And at 96, she was awarded with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. For Marty, preserving the wilderness was imperative to life. She said, Wilderness itself is the basis of all our civilization. I wonder if we have enough reverence for life to concede to wilderness the right to live on. In 2003, Marty died in her log cabin near Grand Teton National Park. She was 101 years old. All month, we're highlighting eco-warriors. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to the rest of the Ashy Rises team and to Liz Kaplan. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Womanica listeners, it's Grace Lynch, one of the writers and producers of Womanica and host of another WMN original show, As She Rises. All month long, we've been highlighting eco-warriors, women who paved the way for today's environmental activists and changemakers. To learn more about the contemporary women who benefited from these eco-warriors, I highly encourage you to listen to As She Rises. Climate change often feels untouchable. Other times, we're so close to it that it's exhausting. It begs the question, how can we understand the climate crisis when we're living through it? Enter season two of As She Rises, a podcast centering Native voices and women of color that personalizes the elusive magnitude of climate change. As She Rises combines poetry and storytelling to offer an intimate look at the climate crisis. Each week, hear from poets and experts local to one place in the U.S. and territories. From the coral reefs of American Samoa to the sacred land of the Pueblo Nation, we learn how climate change is affecting hometowns and what communities are doing to address it. Listen and follow As She Rises wherever you get your podcasts.